Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Life for Wired podcast, and thank you guys for joining us on this Thursday, December the 30th. Been a little bit since we've been on. We've obviously had the holidays and things like that, so we wanted to get back. But first, um, to go over some of our sponsors, our people at Visionary Meals. Visionary Meals is a local meal prepping service in the Columbus, Ohio area. You know, we love this specific service because they allow you to configure your meals to your specific calories and macros and customize your meals in general. On top of that, you guys know that protein is one of the most important macronutrients we can consume, and Visionary does a great job of allowing you to add upwards of eight to 10 ounces of protein per meal, while most other meal services cap their protein off at much lower amounts. So use our code RELENTLESSTRAINING10 for 10% off of your order. This podcast is also brought to you by the Relentless Training mobile app with the monthly app subscription. You guys get access to daily on-demand workouts from six completely different training programs, including strength and conditioning, high-intensity interval strength training, power building, cross training, bodybuilding, and body weight only. For our listeners, you guys will get $10 off the life of your subscription using code LIFEREWIRED10. We'll make sure to include both discount codes in the show notes. So for today's episode, guys, um, we're doing a little bit more of a unique podcast, so we're actually going to be covering the 28 life, les- life lessons from Chris. So, you know, a tradition that we've kind of been doing over the last couple of years is really writing out and sometimes sharing, and this is now going to be a new platform for us to share, you know, our life lessons as it pertains to that specific year, um, that specific age, you know, that we were able to reach that year. So, um, for example, Christina, you know, turned 28 years old this year um, in December on Christmas Eve. Pretty unique. She's a Christmas Eve baby. Um, but we were able to, well, she was able to come up with her 28 life lessons. And we're going to kind of share those together, talk a little bit about them back and forth. I'm going to have Chris, you know, read each one since these are her 28 life lessons. I'll just be, you know, chiming in here and there to give my two cents as well as it pertains to me. Um, and we're going to kind of make this a tradition moving forward as we, you know, lay out our life lessons as it pertains to our specific age of that year. Yes. Thank you for the intro and birthday wishes. Um, showing my age a little bit. Yes, I am two years older than Zach. He did 26 life lessons this year on his Instagram. So definitely go back and check out that post from him. Maybe you could share it after we share the podcast today. Mm -hmm. We'll be doing this every year for his birthday, my birthday, just to kind of give back and teach you guys um, our life lessons. So we will just dive right on in. This is one that sticks out for both of us. I feel like this past year is just to slow down in all that we do. I feel like when we are so go, 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 that's when things either slip through the cracks in our work or just like with ourselves. When you are going at such a fast pace, you can't fill up your cup. You can't do enough self-care or morning routines in order to show up as your best self for work. So slowing down is something that I really implemented this year with my morning routine and just like slowing down in general. I'm a very clumsy person. So on a lighter note, when I am (laughs) too focused on going at a quick pace, I am the clumsiest human alive. So slowing down with both, you know, what you do each day and how you do it. Yeah. And, you know, that's something really relevant to me as well. You know, I'm a very go, go, go style person. And I let, you know, a lot of different things that I'm balancing kind of blend together at once. And I can tell, you know, if I don't take that time for myself to really hit pause, be present, you know, in the moment and slow down, I can really let all those different facets of my life kind of take over and blend together. And then it just becomes 
a whole mess. And, um, you know, I think for me and for many of you out there, you know, we do well separating those things, you know, separating, you know, our work from our, you know, personal and our social and our time, you know, the me time, you know, that is important. Like Christina said, you know, being able to work on yourself, you know, focus on your own personal development will then allow you to serve others. You know, I know not all of you are in the you know profession or the business of serving, but you know whether it's just showing up for your loved ones in your life or your coworkers, you know even if you aren't in technically you know the service industry, if you showing up just for all those people in your life is huge, and that starts with you know at the core, at the source of you. It starts with you know you slowing down, taking time for yourself, like Christina said, filling up your cup, doing those things that are going to help you then deliver for all those people around you. And I just know for me, being a very go 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 person, this is something I have to be. Kind constantly reminding myself of, you know, it's not something that, you know, you just master off the bat, you know, it definitely takes time, you have to be very intentional. I think that's a great word for it. You just have to be really intentional about pressing that pause, slowing down, and just really getting into that present moment. I think some of the times that Chris and I have been this year forced to pause, whether that be, you know, everything going on with COVID or, you know, just anything that forces us to hit pause really is something we're actually ironically grateful for because it really forces us to take that time to slow down, to really reflect on, you know, what means the most, what is most important in our lives. And I think that that's a great, you know, first lesson. Yeah, and sometimes you just need that permission to slow down. So use this as a reminder to yourself, like you do have the permission to slow down. And also if you're an entrepreneur, something that really helps us like get creative and like get in our flow is like slowing down when we're forced to, that's when the ideas really start to come to us versus when we are so in grind mode, like that's when I'm the least creative I've ever been. So we'll move on to number two, which is listen more than you speak. And I used to be this kind of person, still working on it. And as I share these lessons, just know like I have not mastered all of these things. It's just stuff you learn and grow from and get better at little by little. Um, but listen more than you speak. Um, I'm the type of person when a thought pops in my head, I like want to immediately say it, sometimes interrupting people, which is not, you know, the type of person anyone wants to talk to when you're constantly talking over people or interrupting them. The conversations are not as meaningful. And I actually read a book this year called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And the main theme of that book is just having people feel heard and not over speaking the conversation, which is something I have struggled with for a long time. So reading that book really opened my eyes and what I do for work coaching clients and also working with the coaches on my team, like listening teaches you a lot more than speaking over people or sharing your story. Like let other people speak more than you let, or let other people, let them speak more than you do is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so that is my second lesson. Yeah, and we we listen to you know fitness professional Jeremy Scott a lot, and he's a guy that I really look up to and feel as as if he's a mentor of mine even. And he always says, you know, we have two ears, one mouth for a reason. You know, we we need to listen more than we when we talk. Um, we need to really pay attention to you know what people have to say, and and really just we'll learn a whole lot more you know in the trajectory of our lives if we do that. If we you know talk a little bit less, listen a little bit more. Not only will you learn, but you'll also be able to, you know, empathize with people. You'll be able to um, really connect with, with other human beings. And that's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And number three is something that I didn't really learn this until I feel like Zach and I started doing this together um, for our birthdays. Yeah, I love this one. <laughs> for our birthdays and for special events, we will do experiences over gifts. And 
I will say, like, I used to be a materialistic person. Um, Me too. And, yeah, it's something I know a lot of you are probably nodding right now thinking, like, yeah, for my birthday, I want this gift. Or for so-and-so's birthday, I want to give them this. But, honestly, experiences last so much longer than material things. And so we've started doing that for Christmas and for our birthdays. We'll go on trips. We just went to New York for my birthday. So, thank you, Zay. It was the best. And those memories and the pictures of that trip will last forever versus like a material thing like shoes or a bag or something if you girls are listening to this I highly recommend you and your partner or even like you and your friends like doing experiences and trips together we just do weekend trips like with work it's hard for us to take time off obviously so we'll go like Friday to Sunday and that's enough to make very meaningful experiences because we're slowing down and we're enjoying them and being present so I highly recommend you guys do that for holidays birthdays with your partner yeah, and like, don't get me wrong, guys. Like, material things are awesome and they're nice. Um, you just have to think about what's really important. You got to realize, like, are you going to remember, you know, that that Louis Vuitton bag that you got somebody, or are you going to remember, you know, the really dope trip that you, you know, went on with that person and those experiences you had, you know, whether it be like for us, like Colorado, New York. Um, like Christina said, those are things that we talk about, you know, and reflect back on literally all of the time. And you know, that's not something that is material per se, you know, say I were to just give her a gift. That's something that while it's nice and it'll be a little bit of a reminder, you just have to kind of think about what is, what's more lasting. What's, what are you going to remember? What are you going to value long-term? And I think, you know, for us, that's been like a huge difference maker. It's so much more enjoyable. Um, it just, it's so much better to share an experience than it is in our opinion than to, you know, just purchase something material. Um, cause typically it's going to last longer. <laughs> yeah. And to give you guys some examples, like sometimes we'll go and fly places like Colorado this year. We went to New York and we've gone to Chicago and sometimes we'll drive, like we'll do a getaway house and those getaway houses are in every single city, I yeah. think across the U S. So we like to take our dogs with us. So we'll do like a cabin and we just, we're doing that for valentine's day this year we're going to like a little renovated cabin bringing the dogs and that's something you guys can do too no matter where you live if you can't fly or like depending on how much you're willing to afford for an experience like that like just make it make sense for your lifestyle your relationship and just experience this next year next one is expressing gratitude daily and this is one i did not know the power of until i got i think my first five minute diary which i also got one for z and he Definitely use the heck out of it. I'm a man of routine. Yeah, exactly. And then there's also the Daily Greatness Journal, which we use as well and talk about a lot. But it forces you to write down like three to five things you're grateful for. And we write each other. We write the dogs. We write like our health and, you know, our jobs. And there's so much to be grateful for. And so we write this every single day. And it really helps like make the hard days. So like a rough day when you are sick and can't work out. Like you can say you're grateful for a strong body and like the ability to work from home if you have the ability to do that. Um, Just really get specific and try not to repeat the same things every day. And of course, Z is on my gratitude list every day, but just really try and be specific and express gratitude and it really changes your mindset for the day. Yeah, I think just starting out with doing this, even if you don't, you don't even need a specific journal for it. Like just write down, whether it's in your notes in your phone or just on a piece of paper, just just jot down in the moment, you know, what you are most grateful for. Because like Christina said, on our, you know, on our hardest, on our most difficult days and the days where we're struggling most, there's always something that we can pinpoint. And that's something that I think I realized when I was in a very negative slump, you know, working a job I didn't necessarily like. I remember I first started doing that, doing the journaling during that time. 
And it really did feel like it was just negativity all around me at all times. And doing this simple activity, like writing those things down you're grateful for, really forces you to pause, be present in the moment, and think about just very simple things that mean a lot to you. And, you know, as most of you know, some of the most simple things in life are, are the ones that bring us the most joy, the most happiness and fulfillment. Um, so just lean into those things. Lean into them, you know, every day if you can. It sure helps us. Yeah, and if you find yourself writing, like, the same person over and over, like, there's no shame in expressing gratitude to that person. If I write my mom multiple days in a row, I'll just text her and be like, hey, I'm really grateful for you, and you have no idea how far that goes for someone. Just, like, expressing gratitude verbally is something that I don't think people do enough, and life is so short. So if you express gratitude verbally and written, like, it will really change your mindset and your relationships with others, too. Next one is... The importance of meditation. That one's all you Yeah. yeah and this is something that hopefully Z works on in the new year because I think it really helped me. I didn't start doing this until October. We had a in-person event for the company I work for, the higher standard, and a lot of people were talking about going to therapy, doing meditation and journaling. And I've always like journaled in a way that's like I'll do my daily greatness journal or five minute diary, but actually like journaling getting on to it on a deeper level and meditating along with it, I like showed up so differently for work. I was so much less stressed. I was able to articulate my thoughts a lot better. And I actually slowed down, which is the number one lesson. So they kind of tie in together here. But the importance of meditation really taught me like to slow down for the day and get my mind right before the world decide my mindset for me for that day. And it just allowed me to take on a lot more work in a different way. So I just showed up a lot differently. I showed up as my best self versus like run down or burn out just from adding meditation to my day. And I know it sounds so goofy and I resisted it for a long time. People recommended this to me forever on podcasts and in person. But once I downloaded the Calm app, I started doing like guided meditation. So the LeBron one I loved and Z would listen with yeah, me. Yeah, I liked it too. Because it was more like sports related. Um, so it kind of depends on like what your background is, like which guided meditations you'll choose. But the Calm app was a great starter for me. And now I use the Superhuman app from Mimi Bruchard. Um, it's a little bit more pricey, but I also think that encourages me to use it when I invest in something like a coach or a mentorship or an app that's like, this is like 30 bucks. I'm more likely to use it because I don't want to waste my money. And that's an incentive for you guys. If you want to do something, but you need accountability, like invest in yourself and you'll show up for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that app is super helpful. It's kind of like a menu where if you're going on a walk, you're getting ready for the day, you're even cleaning. She has a meditation for everything. So even if you're super busy and use that as an excuse to opt out of these kind of things, like I don't even have five minutes to meditate, like you do, but you choose not to. So that really was an accountability piece for me too. Like if I miss my morning meditation, I'll do it when I warm up at the gym or when I'm getting ready for the day. And that's like really changed my mindset. Yeah. And that's just something that I want to start practicing myself for sure. Mm -hmm. For the new year, which is a separate podcast, we'll be doing one next week on goals for the new year. Um, the next one is to understand why you are the way you are, and a lot of this came from like diving deep into the Enneagram and getting to know my personality type because you can be very judgmental of yourself if you don't know why you are the way you are. And when you read your Enneagram, you're like, wow, I feel so seen, like this is me to a T, but. I realized there were times of unhealthy three in me. I'm an Enneagram three, wing two. And there's a lot of times where I'm a healthy three. So really journaling, getting to know, like, are you on the healthy spectrum or unhealthy spectrum of your Enneagram comes from journaling and, like, self-awareness, which ties into your fitness. It ties into your relationships. And 
that's something like knowing each other's Enneagram type helped us. Do you want to explain like what that is and what yours is? Yeah. So, um, your Enneagram type, there's nine different types. Um, maybe you can do a whole other podcast on that later on, but I'm a three, which is an achiever, meaning like to-do lists are my jam. I am obsessed with goal setting tasks. I can run myself in the ground doing a to-do list without thinking like, Oh, how am I feeling today? That's why meditation, journaling and all that helps me because I rarely slow down and pull myself away from my to-do list. Um, and my wing is a two, which is what Zach is. And a two is a very giving person. A lot of people I work with that are nurses or just like in the service industry are twos because you give every single piece of you to others before (laughs) filling up yourself. And it's an amazing Enneagram to be because obviously you're such a helpful person. You're so caring, so genuine. And a lot of twos find themselves run down or burn out because there's nothing left to give to themselves. So I'm a three, two. Sounds accurate. Z is a two, three. So we mesh very well (laughs) together. Indeed. Yeah. I think um, the whole the whole idea of just self awareness just hits home really hard for me, especially because you know enneagram aside and, and those things. I think um, you know during my lifetime, I was living a life before that was not essentially you know who I really was. I think I actually like painted a picture, I painted an idea of what you know I thought I wanted, and I think a lot of us do this you know, ourselves today, you know, throughout the world, there's a lot of people out there that do this where, you know, we think we want to live a certain way. We think we want to, you know, have this lifestyle that we picture in our minds and at our, at our deep source, you know, of what we actually are meant to be and meant to do, it it might look very different. Um, and if you don't have that self-awareness and you haven't taken the time to really figure out, you know, who you are, you know, I think, it's a very cliche term thrown around, like discover who you are, like figure out who you are. And like, I just remember people used to always throw that around when I was younger and when I was growing up in my development. And it's something you guys really have to work at and you have to do it sooner than later because you'd hate to go your whole life living your life as someone else, a completely different person than who you are at the source. You know, for me, my life looks completely different a couple of years ago than it does now. And just the way I approach things, the way I live, my attitude about things what I prioritize, what I think is important. Um, you know, I had, I would say very shallow expectations for who I was and who I wanted to be as I exited, you know, my sports career. Cause that was my identity. That was something that was so embedded in me and who I was when it left, I was empty. I was trying to figure out, you know, who is that person? Who, who is Zach? You know, who am I? You know, I was a really, really big discovery time for me, you know, and a really big reflection on, self-awareness and self-discovery and who I was at the source. And it took, you know, years to figure that out. But I do feel like now more than ever, am I, I am living in a life that is so much aligned with who I truly am at the source. And that's why, you know, you can laugh, you can make fun of personal development, listening to podcasts, reading books. So many people probably look at Christina and I like we're unicorns, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) but it's real, um, at the source, it's real guys. And if you can really pull back the curtains and just get a little vulnerable and figure out or really decide that you don't have everything figured out and that, you know, there are things to discover, not only about yourself, but those around you, um, you can make massive improvements in your life. And I just constantly always want to be that living testimony and that voice for someone out there who might be going through that, like I once was, and just really motivate you guys to, to search deep and hard for who you really are at the source. Because like I said, you could waste a whole lot of time and waste your life away living your life for others or for some other fictitious you know, person you think you are, um, 
versus really living your life aligned with who you are. And I think that that's just, it's just huge. Yeah, I was just going to say, when you know who you are on a deeper level, you can actually act in alignment with like who you are when it comes to your goals and your habits. And it's much easier to achieve your goals when they align with who you are. But if you have no idea who you are, then you're just you're running, just running in, in limbo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, like, you're one of the most self-aware people, I feel like, that I've ever met. So that says a lot. <laughs> um, the that. next one is kind of tied against that one, but personal development. As you do PD daily, you grow as a person, and that transfers to all areas of your life. When I skip out on, like, actual personal development books, I'm – less high achieving in my career in my relationships and just like all areas as you grow yourself if you're an entrepreneur like no matter what you do for work as you grow yourself you're forced to grow in all areas you can't level up unless you're intentional about what you're consuming when it comes to like content so if you're scrolling on social media for 10 minutes every morning if you swap that out with an audiobook on your way to work or listening to pd while you get ready or just sitting down Reading five to ten pages, that's all it takes, ten minutes. We'll talk about what you did even with TikTok. Change your life. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I kind of got roped into TikTok, not in the way of I'm creating content and serving the world. I was just consuming <laughs> all day long. Um, every time I ate a meal, I'd sit down mindlessly scroll. Not only did that mess up my digestion, but also I was just, like, in a negative mindset all day. I was like, oh, I need to buy this. I need to buy that. I need to be doing this. I need to be wearing that. And, like, you compare because my TikTok knew exactly what to show me to keep me roped into mm -hmm. the app. That's the whole point of social media. But I told myself in December I would delete it and swap that time out with reading. And, like, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I'm reading my eighth book of the month. I finished Crazy. six, and I'm reading a PD and a fiction book right now. So that will be eight books. It would take me a year to read eight books before. And now that I've deleted social media, it's very eye-opening and kind of disturbing of how much time we waste scrolling on our phone waste yeah. and my mindset my productivity and just like how I feel this month has just like it's the correlations insane mm -hmm. yeah yeah I'm a big believer in focusing on you really have to focus on yourself before you can focus on serving other people you know I think a lot of people especially if you are in a position of service you have to do a really good job of staying on top of that because you'll just give 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 and eventually burn out if you're not focusing on, you know, bettering yourself, you know, doing the personal development, doing the work, you know, getting better so that you can better serve those around you. I think, you know, it really pertains to us as being trainers. You know, Christina and I both have done a lot of continued education. You know, there's a lot of trainers out there who, you know, they'll get their certification and then call it quits and literally never pick a book up the rest of their lives. And, um, you know, that's no way to serve people. You know, how will you then learn and grow and then give back that information that you once learned and retained you know, to your people, to your clients. And that's kind of, you know, our approach is, you know, we really are diligent about continuing the personal development and, and learning ourselves so that we can then take that information and give it to our people and give it to those that we serve. And I just think that that's huge. So not only can you obviously take the things you learn and gift it to other people, but it's just going to make you better the more personal development that you do. And then that just allows you to better serve other people, like I said, in your whole life in general, um, not just if you're in a service industry, but all those people around you. Yeah, and that's something that I think we've talked about this before when we first met. I was, like, so impressed by your bookshelf. It sounds so corny, but I was like, wow, this guy actually reads personal development. We've talked about it before that the reason, like, we work so well is because we were doing that personal development on our own before we met. So this applies to your relationships, too. Like, as you grow and are self-aware and, like, know who you are, it's, you show up differently for so your different. future relationships. So even if you're not in a relationship and you listen to us and – wonder how you can, you know, meet 
your puzzle piece, is what we say. Um, start doing the personal development now, and you'll be ready for whatever is coming your way, whether that's a promotion or a relationship or whatever you know you need to be preparing for. Personal development allows you to do that. So, ten out of ten recommend. Um, the next one is to be more assertive and actually ask for what you want. And I'm not one of those people that is naturally <laughs> assertive. Zach will attest to this. Yep. Um, but what I will say is, like, one time it was an eye-opening experience when, like, I'm dairy-free. It sounds so silly. But, like, I ordered breakfast when we were out together, like, one of the first times we hung out. And they put cheese on my omelet. And I was like, oh, like, prepared to scrape it off because I'm used to this life and I don't <laughs> typically ask for what I want. And Zach is like, no, you're not going to eat that. You're going to ask for a dairy-free, no cheese. And he's he asked for me. And I was like, okay. Now when I'm by myself, like last week I got a matcha latte and it was completely white. It looked like iced milk. And I was like, I hate to be this person, but like this isn't how I ordered it. And I've had it before. I'm not going to drink just milk. Can I have a matcha latte that's green instead of white? And she's like, oh, so sorry. I'd be more than happy to do that. But I kind of think in the back of my mind, like, what would Zach do? Because <laughs> he's an assertive <laughs> person and it inspires me to be assertive. And while these are silly, like metaphors I'm using, like for food and ordering lattes, but like use this in your everyday life. And just like, if you have an assertive person in your life and they're by your side being assertive for you, like when you're alone, think what would they tell me to do right now? And that's yeah. ask for what you want. Absolutely. And I just think, you know, a lot of us can sit and complain about, you know, why we're doing one thing when we wish we were doing the other and, you know, reflect next time you do that and think, you know, am I, am I exhausting all options? Am I asking and, you know, asking out to what I, to those people that I need these things from, you know, am I asking for, you know, the things that I need or the things that I want, you know, you could st spend a lot of time just sitting and complaining and blaming, you know, pointing the finger, but, you know, are you doing, are you actually going above and beyond to ask for what it is you actually want? Or are you just assuming, mm -hmm. you know, telling yourself that people are going to respond a certain way? Um, when in reality, they, they might not, you just have to ask, you gotta, you gotta do those things, step out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. And someone said this quote recently, like, if you never ask, the answer is always no. And if you are growing resentful for something and you really want it, you're probably feeling resentful because you're not asking outright for what you want or what you deserve. And then you're just draining your energy <laughs> because you're holding yourself back. Um, the next one is also about draining energy. Um, make a list of the things that bring you energy and list the things that drain your energy and then compare your daily routine to those two lists. So um, certain times I'll feel like burnout. I'll list like what's draining my energy, such as social media, mindlessly scrolling, staying up late, you know, those kind of things that drain your energy, like not having boundaries with work-life balance. And then you create a list of the things that bring you joy. Like for me, it was like, okay, reading fiction, walking outside, working out brings me joy, spending time with family and friends. And then I'm like, okay, look at my weekly routine and my daily routine. If all the things are energy drainers, like how can I swap those things out for things that bring me joy? And you're in charge of your routines. You're in charge of your life and like what you accept. And then my life started to change this year by adding in more things that bring me joy. Yeah, you just got to be very aware and it kind of goes back on being self-aware of just what what really weighs you down, you know, what brings you a negative mindset? What are those things that impact the way that you feel mentally, you know, throughout your day? Because those are the things that you should avoid at all costs. You know, obviously some of those things are unavoidable, but if you have control, you know, to rearrange what your day may look like and really lean into those things that lift you up, not bring you down, you know, that's when you can really start to make progress and be better. Exactly. And the next one's a little bit lighter. 
I learned this lesson back in January, so it applies. It was my birthday trip last year, so it applies for my 28 lessons. Um, never check a bag when you are traveling. At least try not to. Yeah. Pack really, everything in your carry-on. Really try not to. I lost an entire 50-pound bag when we got to Colorado, so I packed all of this stuff and then had to go shopping because it didn't arrive. And Z has always brought a carry-on, never lost a bag, and that inspired me for all of our other trips this year to condense. Yep. <laughs> um, next one kind of applies to that same trip, which is everyone needs to sit on top of Red Rocks and listen. Chodeza. Um, we took this trip to Denver last year and obviously it was like on the tail end of COVID. I feel like there wasn't any concerts still at Red Rock. So it was just open for, I think it's open all the time for you just to go. But we were like, wow, it'd be so cool to listen to a concert here. No concerts were happening there when we went. So we just put AirPods in and just sat at the top and just like looked, looked out. out all over the city. It was Chills. just beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was an epic experience. So that's something I think everyone needs to do at one point in their life. Agreed. Next we have creating boundaries with work, social media, and people in your life. I think when people feel burnout or resentful in any way, it's because their boundaries are not strong enough. And I had a conversation with my clients this morning in a group chat of like, what's one thing you want to improve for the new year? And I'll say nine people out of ten, nine times out of ten, everyone said have firmer boundaries just in all their areas. I think as women, we struggle with that a lot. And Zach, you can speak for the male audience, but I think creating boundaries with like a cutoff time for work or deleting a social media app or putting like a 30 minute boundary on when you use your social media, it will just really shift your mindset, your priorities and won't drain all your energy. Yeah. I try to be really intentional about this, especially with um, the style of work that I'm in. I feel like I could work like every minute of the entire day and still have some things to do um, to move the needle forward. But for me, I have to be super intentional about that, especially I know like I serve a lot of clients throughout the day in person with personal training. And I never want to be that, you know, trainer that is elsewhere while you're with a client who's, you know, spending their time, money and energy with you. You want to be able to give that person your all. And I think for me, that's something I try to be very intentional about is like, you know, if I'm on my phone at all, it's like taking notes on progress we made that day and then putting it away and really staying connected with that client at a deeper level because, you know, you only have so much time in the day. And if you let everything blend together, like I was talking about earlier, it can really just pull you out of that present moment and enjoying, you know, who you're serving, who you're with, people you're in just spending time with in the moment. Um, it can really rob you of that. So being sure to set those boundaries between everything, all your obligations and such throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a world of a difference. And these kind of tie together too. Um, this is number 13, which is taking social media breaks um, for your mental health and creating more than you consume. If you're an entrepreneur or someone who relies on like being creative, um, the more you consume from other people, the less creative you are to influence others. Mm -hmm. um, so by taking that social media break from TikTok, I was able to read more both fiction and personal development books. That allowed me to be more creative with my coaching and to be more creative with my content. And it just felt more original and organic to me because I wasn't consuming everyone else's content as much as I was before. Yeah, I mean, we're already on information overload as it is, you know, with all these different apps, with all the different readily available posting and things like that on all the different social media platforms. And Christina taught me that recently where she's just like, you just need to keep creating, put on tunnel vision and stop consuming so much because it can be, it can obviously just like really 
put a toll on you. Um, if you're constantly, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses, look at everybody else, and then you're like comparing and stuff like that, you just don't want to do it. You want to just lean into, you know, what it is that you're doing, who the, who you're trying to serve, and focusing on that direct impact because that's what matters most. Like at the end of the day, and again, this is something I constantly am trying to teach myself. But at the end of the day, like the followers, the comments, whatever you want, whatever metric you want to lean into, it does not matter. It comes down to, you know, the people that you're connecting with, the people that you're serving. Those are the things that matter most. And if you get caught up in some of the things that don't matter, it's just going to rob you of what you do have, you know, the, the, the platform, the people that you already have in your circle, in your life, you know, focus on those people. Don't focus on a bunch of random people. You know what I mean? So just lean into what matters. Yeah, and I think taking the social media break, there's some times where we're forced to take one. Like when Instagram and Facebook crashed, like at one point this year, to be honest, I was like, wow, what a sigh of relief. It was nice. Yeah. I can do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, you have the choice to do that every single day, but we rarely use it. You like have to be forced to take a break in order to reap the benefit. But if you're someone who struggles with comparison, I know I hear this a lot in the coaching space. It's just like people comparing their progress to someone else's or their life, their income, their. Is that the other? It's like social media is a highlight reel. And if you're comparing yourself to someone else, like you're going to constantly be robbing yourself of happiness and joy and a positive mindset. So really try and take breaks. Yeah. Next we have invest in yourself. Um, number 14, having a coach or mentor in your life forces you to be accountable and show up like even on the days where you don't necessarily want to. Obviously we are both coaches. We see the benefit in others investing in themselves I've coached people for free years and years and years ago when I first started coaching, zero of them showed up for themselves. When you don't have any like skin in the game, you have no reason to show up. I mean, you have your health and fitness goals, you have your weight loss goals, whatever that may be. But when you invest in something, you're more likely to show up. I've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars since I started my coaching business, investing in mentorships, um, masterminds, social media courses fitness courses, nutrition courses, and I wouldn't be the coach I am today or I maybe wouldn't have showed up enough to be in the position I'm in if I hadn't had that accountability and a coach being like, hey, what did you do this week? You said you would do X, Y, and Z. Why didn't you do it? Having that accountability is huge, and right now we obviously shared with our coach, Stacia, our financial mm -hmm. coach. She forces us to be accountable and show up like in the month of December when you want to buy presents for everyone and all this stuff and go on trips. <laughs> We're forced to be accountable because we have calls with her and we have check-ins with her and if we didn't have that, we could easily blow through our savings and be like, oh, we wanted to have extra fun in New York or buy an extra gift. But because we have her there, it forces us to be accountable. Yeah, that was huge. And I'm obviously, you know, super stubborn. And <laughs> it takes a lot for me to, you know, say I want to have someone help me or bring someone else kind of in. And, you know, this was obviously an area that we both had struggled with, you know, not to like a serious degree, but just, you know, we really wanted to get our shit together and get our you know finances in order to set ourselves up for the future not just focusing on the short term and i realized you know this was an area in my life that i wasn't necessarily the best at you know doing on my own you know just like we help other people with their fitness and their training and their nutrition you know a lot of people don't have the discipline and the time themselves to do it and they need help and that's kind of what we did you know we reached out to stacia um well i did from christina and she has been tremendous in helping us you know really align our situations right now with where we want to be I would say both right now and in the future so it's just great you know she's helped us and you know it took a certain level of you know vulnerability to be like hey I need help but it's going to pay off you know you have to just find where those areas are in your life that you're lacking and you know man up and just say you need the help 
Yeah, and it may sound silly because we're talking about saving money, but we're paying for a coach to help us save money. Right. Yeah. But that applies to anything. Like you have to invest in it to reap the benefit. And if you guys missed that podcast we did with Stacia, she's our financial coach. She has changed our lives. And that was a couple episodes ago. So I recommend after this episode going back and checking that one out. Her information is in the show notes. Um, our next one is to quit going with the fads and this time of year especially. This applies to diet culture, um, anything that's unsustainable. But also I feel like in fashion, I, I put this for this year because in quarantine and with TikTok, there's something trending at all times and then it goes as fast as it comes. You know, the fad is going to come in and out of fashion and diets are going to go in and out of style so quickly and you're going to be wasting your money in the process if it's not something sustainable or like I've tried to figure out like my true style for myself. We obviously have it down in the diet culture department. We know it's sustainable. We know it works for us and we don't waste our money anymore on investing in yeah, this my God. That I still can't. I, I'll laugh just thinking of the different things, the w- different ways that I ate and bought into c- certain nutrition protocols that were just so far off of reality. And it's just, it's silly looking back now, but just don't get ca- a good rule of thumb is just don't get caught up, you know, in those fads, those short term fixes. Nothing, 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 nothing worth having is going to be short term. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a long trajectory to get you from where you are to where you want to go and that's you know that's a we're in the business of convincing people of that (laughs) I would say and it's just important to realize that it guys and don't get caught up in any of the things that might seem great in the short term but you know deep down aren't going to be sustainable whether no matter what that is not even just Mm -hmm. diet but anything else yeah next one is to focus on all five areas of wellness versus just one Um, we did a whole episode on this so once again I'm referring you guys back go check out the five areas of wellness podcast because we kind of go deeper into this topic of I used to be so focused on the aesthetics of like, I want to look this way. I want to lose X amount of pounds, blah, blah, blah. But I never cared about like my mental health, my internal health. Um, It caused me to lose like friendships and relationships because I was so focused on being so restrictive in my workouts and my nutrition that I wasn't a fun person to be around. But if you shift that energy and balance it out between all five areas, you can have a pretty awesome life yeah. versus, you know, otherwise, if yeah. you were to just focus on aesthetics. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. We did a whole episode on that, so we don't have to go on that one too much. But um, next one is creating a consistent morning routine. Obviously, we've shared a little bit about our morning routines. We'll kind of go into them more in depth now. Um, but journaling, reading, meditating, spending time alone before you pick up your phone. Please, please, please put Try your phone that. on Do Not Disturb yeah. when you wake up. And do not open your phone until you've had time to really spend time with yourself. Journal. You don't have to go, like, really in-depth. Just, like, use the five-minute diary we were talking about. It's just, like, what are you grateful for? What are some affirmations? What would make today great? Here's a positive quote. Boom. Mm -hmm. Literally takes less than five minutes. Um, I'll read five to ten pages of a PD book. I'll meditate for just, like, five minutes. And then I will write in my planner, like, what my to-do list is for the day. Yeah, and for me, I like I normally get up around either like four or four thirty a.m. and I will do my um, journaling. So I'll write down, you know, the three things I'm most grateful for, kind of set the intentions for the day, um, and then I like to read exactly for ten minutes. You know, I look at the clock, track it ten minutes. That's it, and I stop. And you'll be surprised and shocked at just how much that compounds over time. I've finished a lot of books that way, and it's it's just a great you know time to pause be present, um, and learn a little bit along the way. And then I like to kind of plan the day with whatever time I have left before I leave. 
So I plan out kind of what my top priorities are going to be, look over, you know, all the people I have on my calendar and everything like that. So that just, you know, for, for me, like Christina said, you know, I try to do all of those things before I pick up the phone because you guys got to think about it. Like if you pick up your phone and, you know, say you get a text from your boss, say you get a text from work, say you get, you know, something just negative like that, you're starting your day off like on that note, like that, that is the first thing you see when you wake up is a little pinch of negativity and you have no idea how that is just going to, you know, fuel the rest of your day versus waiting for that, doing all these other things that are going to add value, that are going to make you feel good. Um, and then, you know, you're almost kind of bulletproofed for when those things do come in, those negative, those negative things, you, you, you're prepared for it, you're ready for it, you can handle it. Um, so that makes such a huge difference. Yeah, and it really impacts how you respond to things throughout the day. Like if you were to open your phone and see a text message or a notification that killed your mood for the day, the way you respond to everything the rest of the day is going to be from a negative standpoint versus like a perfect example was like, the, I think it was like the day I started meditating, the week I started meditating, I went to go to the gym and I got a flat tire and I just like, okay, how do I fix this? Okay, how do I go from here? How do I still get my work done? while I'm waiting for AAA or like all this stuff. I wasn't like old me if I hadn't done my morning routine or like meditated. Um, I probably would have cried, called my mom and I call my mom and she's like, hey, you're responding like almost too calm. Like, are you okay? Because normally I'd freak out, have a meltdown. I would not be able to work that day. It would just ruin my whole day or week versus responding in a way that's calm, solution-based versus- Emotional. <laughs> emotional, yes. Next one is surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Um, people who want to see you level up, who want to see you succeed, and who want to celebrate your wins. I feel like when you're around people who are in a different phase of life where they don't, you know, they're not like-minded or not on the same wavelength, it holds you back because you almost don't want to celebrate your own wins because you feel like it's going to make them feel bad or, you know, if they talk down on you, you're not going to want to succeed because it just like throws off the whole relationship and also it throws off your wins and your success. And we obviously have shared throughout this that like, Zach and I are very like-minded and we're on the same wavelength with a lot of things and it helps us in every area of our life but also like having people that are like-minded like I work with a team of women Zach works with one of his friends who is on the same wavelength with him oh, yeah. with business and with fitness and it just helps us all go at the same trajectory versus staying where you are mm -hmm. yeah I think that's huge like the old adage that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with is so true um, it really is because, you know, that however those people act, you know, and how they respond to situations and, you know, their influence on you is just so much greater than you realize. And, you know, really be intentional about that. Really pay attention to, you know, how certain people are affecting your mood, how you then carry yourself throughout the day. Just that influence that they have on you and that impact that it's making in your life is something that's really important to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Next one is a little bit of a lighter one. Um, get a food sensitivity test. Um, yeah, that's I, all you. <laughs> I know a lot of women, it's kind of rude that men have like no digestion issues, but um, I work with a lot of women and myself included who struggle with brain fog and bloating and inflammation. And every time you eat a meal, your stomach hurts and we kind of get used to it and accept it. Like, oh, this is just the norm for me. And I knew I would say like 50% of my food intolerances before 2021 or this birthday, if we're talking about it in terms of years of life. Um, but this year I took the Everly Well test and I highly recommend it. It's EVE. I'll put it in the show notes or something, but um, they sell it at Target. They have it online. I did a hormone and food intolerance test and it was extremely eye-opening because I figured out a couple of intolerances that are in every supplement I took. It's in like every meal I ate and 
I just kind of accepted it as the norm. But once I removed those foods, my bloating went down, my inflammation went down, my stomach pain was like almost non-existent and my brain fog went away. And it's like crazy how you don't realize how bad you felt until you feel how good it is to feel normal. So quit ignoring those signs and get a food sensitivity test. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's it. Um, <laughs> next one is to play We're Not Really Strangers. This is a card deck game, and we played this as a team of the women I work with, and there's different levels. It's like level one, it's more surface level questions. Level two is a little bit deeper. And level three is one you probably don't want to start with if you're playing with a group of people or your partner because they're very, very deep, and it kind of like breaks the ice in going in level one, two, and three. And they also have this for relationships, and we started to do this at date nights. Um, you know, we look around a dining room and we go out to eat. Everyone's on their phones. Everyone is, like, absorbed and scrolling on their phone. So we, like, put our phones down and we're like, okay, let's, like, ask these questions and just, like, ask things we don't normally bring up in normal conversation every day. So obviously we know each other very well, but they have a relationship. We're not really strangers. And I know I said we put our phones down, but we actually played a card game on, on one of the Quizlet. <laughs> yeah, it was a Quizlet card deck for free. Um, and we did it. It was levels one, two, and three kind of mixed in. It was like on shuffle. And we would just kind of take turns going back and forth asking those questions. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it until Christina told me. But yeah, it was cool. You learn a lot? I learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So really recommend doing that with your friends, with your coworkers, with your relationship. And you'll learn a lot. Next one is, we're on number 21, so we're almost there, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us this long. I know it's a longer one, but next one is to create yearly goals and a bucket list. So obviously, this entire podcast theme is that we're writing down 28 life lessons from this year, but something I've done since I, I think graduated high school, so since I was 18, I have a running notepad on my phone, like, in year 28, I will do, and I'll list out at least 10 bucket list things that I will check off. So when I was younger, I was probably, like I said, more materialistic, like I will get a G-Wagon, something so silly. But now <laughs> it's like something very intentional, like I will travel to this place. I will reach this amount of income. I will pay off this exact debt. Um, and it's more realistic and tangible because I actually want to like, on your phone, you can create a list where you actually fill in the check mark. And it's very satisfying to like look at the end of your year of life and be like, wow, I reached every goal I set for myself. And I'm obviously big on vision boarding and mood boarding, but I like to be able to visualize them and have a lot of vision boarding resources on my Instagram, so I won't go too into that. But when you actually create those goals and visualize them, it makes it more enjoyable to achieve them. Yeah, I agree. And I really like doing similar um, a similar process myself. And especially with the new year coming up, we, we've been talking about this a lot in our social media and things like that, just about you know, really creating goals that are actually attainable. You know, a lot of people around this time, we're going to talk all about this in our New Year's podcast, but just, you know, around this time, a lot of people try to make these massive changes and like really drastically flip their lives completely on its head just to reach a certain goal or try to make a certain change. And in reality, it's just that that's why everyone normally fails. That's why no one's able to stick with these, you know, New Year's resolutions and, and goals. So while I think it's great to do this and have these goals, um, just make sure they are attainable to you guys and your lifestyle because a lot of us like to reach really high, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's going to be a lot more effective and you're going to have to see a lot more progress if you pull back from that, you know, massive goal and say, you know, what can I do today, tomorrow, the next day in and day out to really push myself into the position to reach that bigger goal down the line. Mm -hmm. 
And it's fun to share it also. Like if you create these goals, share it with someone in your life to stay accountable because it makes you more likely to achieve it because someone is actually paying attention to whether or not you keep that promise to yourself. Next one is to do something that scares you. So this can apply to anything, but just getting out of your comfort zone, basically. And this year I spoke at a live event and that scared the hell out of me uh, because I don't like speaking, public speaking very much. I can do lives and podcasts and stuff like that all day, but actually being up in front of people scared me a lot. So I forced myself to do it because I knew afterwards it would feel really good and you do not grow in your comfort zone. So I would just say do something that scares you this year. Yeah, I guess for this past year it would have been quitting my job and <laughs> starting a career from scratch. So yeah, that was for okay. me definitely, <laughs> you know, I took a big risk there, something that, you know, scared the hell out of me, you know, quitting my job and just living on the savings I had for about, I think I had what, like three months of savings and I'm like, I either make it, if not, I got to go back and find another job. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, that was a big risk for me and that, I mean, my life is forever changed because of it. Next is to budget, save, allocate your money, and start investing. I was very oblivious to anything um, financial in the past, and obviously we have a whole entire podcast on that from Stacia, but I will say like this year, budgeting and sticking to it has made a huge difference. It's been eye-opening, really. You really start to see um, you know, where you're spending the majority of your money if you just look. Same thing with, you know, your diet. You know, you got to track and see where you're at if you want to, you know, manipulate weight gain or weight loss. Like, you got to check what it is that you're consuming. And same thing with your, you know, your budget. You have to pay attention to what it is you're spending or else you'll have no idea, you know, where you're at or where that money's going on a consistent basis other than out, obviously. Yeah. And all of you girls listening, I know that after pay and all of those, like, break your payment up in four sounds Stupid. nice in the moment, yeah. but you'll look back three months from now and you'll be like, where's all my money going? And unless you track it and you budget and you, like, look at how much you're spending, you'll never pick up on how much you're actually paying per month. Next one is kind of tying into number one. We're on 24, which is be present when you're with loved ones. Like I said, we'll go out to dinners. We'll go out and, you know, be in these social settings and everyone's on their phone and... I struggle with that a lot, like documenting what you're doing, like in the moment. But ultimately, like life is about experiences and the people you're with and putting your phone down and actually being present is just like life changing. Mm -hmm. Next one is um, your health is the most valuable asset. Obviously, this year, you guys know with everything going on with COVID, like your health is something that is actually priceless. And in order to take care of that health, you have to, you know, take care of your body every single day. And that includes like getting outside, stop eating a lot of processed stuff. Obviously it has its time and place, but when you feel your body right, your health is in a much different standpoint and can brace for impact for sickness or injury if you take care of it on a daily basis. So something like, I feel like we've changed a lot. We obviously walk the dogs a lot outside getting actual vitamin D, supplementing with vitamin D. We eat pretty much like clean foods. And I know it sounds boring, but we feel our best when we eat a certain amount of goal food and soul food is what I like to say. And we kind of, we really cut back on our drinking um, this year versus 2020. And for that sure. has impacted my health so much and your immune system will thank you for making these small changes. Yeah. I think like a lot of us can get roped into the trap of like training or doing stuff like just to look a certain way and you know perform a certain way but deep down you know we feel like shit on the inside and we're not fueling our body with you know minimally processed foods we're you're filling it with a bunch of garbage and I think that was something that has drastically changed for me in the past I definitely just ate 
for aesthetic purposes. Like as long as I was hitting my certain macros, you know, I wasn't really focusing on clean protein sources. I wasn't really optimizing the whey protein, for example, I was using or, you know, focusing on getting the micronutrients by supplementing with like the athletic greens, you know, shameless plug there, but, um, <laughs> really love that brand and everything that they, you know, offer with the, all the vitamins that are in the green supplement, but just really leaning into some of those little, little or things that make such a massive difference in your health. Um, and I know I personally noticed such a huge difference, like Christina said, with the drinking, I mean, that has been like night and day for me, just cutting back. I know we always joke about horrible hangovers as you get a little bit older, but that's kind of beside the point. But, uh, well, this is yeah, a birthday podcast. So this year I didn't even drink on my birthday, which is like a yeah. decade since I could say that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it definitely makes a huge difference for sure. And we're not saying like, you know, cut it out completely. We still do it. It's just, you know, you have to be smart about what are you, what you're doing most of the time? Like you have to really reflect on what are you doing most of the time? Because whatever you're doing most of the time with your consumption is going to be the way you look, move and feel on a daily basis. So it's going to be a direct reflection, whether you're consuming on a you know positive, positively or consuming negatively. Yeah. And yeah, we're not like demonizing anything. We're just saying practice moderation, find your sweet spot. Like yeah. we have, um, 26 is saying no to others is a way to say yes to yourself. And this goes for, you know, basically just like putting too much on your plate. When you say yes to everything and you're a yes person, like, of course you want to say yes to like adventure and spontaneous things, which is something I need to work on. I'm such a planner that I rarely do that. But when you say no to something that you know is going to wear you thin or like spread you out to, you know, putting too much on your plate, basically, you're going to do everything half-assed, which is also one of the next ones. But just say no to things that in your gut you want to say no to. Like you're not forced to go to happy hour if you really want to stay home and read a fiction book in the bathtub or, you know, this applies to anything, but just say no to others when you feel it in your gut. And that's a way of saying yes to yourself. Yeah. I know like for me and I know for a lot of you out there, you probably have that feeling of just like missing out, like, oh, you've got to be part of the party all the time. And like, that is one of the biggest things that I've probably changed about my life is like, if I don't want to do it, like, I do not care. Like, I will not do it. Um, so before, you know, I was very much so on the path of, you know, fear of missing out, wanting to always take part in those things. But if it's not serving you and it's not adding value to you, there's nothing wrong with, you know, saying no every now and then and pulling back a little bit. Yeah. Number 27. This one's for my ladies or the men listening. Um, don't be afraid to lift heavy and fuel your body. Um, obviously I've been on my fitness journey for years and years and years. And this year I finally properly reversed dieted and finally like gave in. I coach women through that all the time, but doing it myself and eating more than I ever have and lifting heavier than I ever have. Um, Zach kicked my butt with training uh, when it comes to the gym and my physique changed because of it. I finally like let go of the reins of like what diet culture has always taught me, which is like exercise severely a certain way and yeah. severely under eat and it got me nowhere um and finally reverse dieting and like ending the year at maintenance is something I could never say and so it feels really good like your body will change and like your mental health your internal health like my digestion my period symptoms like everything has changed because I'm actually feeling my body and lifting actually intense and that mm -hmm. comes from you giving me an RPE and like <laughs> yeah making me feel you know like a strong Girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just want my two cents about this whole topic, especially for the ladies out there. Like, you really got to like think about it from this standpoint. Like, every guy you know, like for my ladies out there, like any guy that you know is in the gym, literally trying to become the biggest man possible. Like, I'm sorry, like 
obviously everyone has specific goals, but dudes are in the, like 90% of the guys are in the gym to get bigger, you know, get larger, gain muscle, those things. And, <laughs> you know, even they're not successful half the time, you know, they're still, yeah. you know, not able to gain mass and get bulky per se. So it's like, mm-hmm. trust me, like you are going to be fine if you lift. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so true that a lot of women think they will get bulky, and I knew that. Like, I talk about it all the time. Like, lifting heavy won't make you bulky, and I've always thought I was lifting heavy, but when I started to feel my body more, it helped me lift even heavier. And a lot of women think they'll get bulky, but just, like, disclaimer, our hormones are not the same as men. Our testosterone is not high enough no. to look and like a man. And even most guys can't get to the side like that big, yeah. so... Yeah, so that is... I mean, I won't say all guys have that goal. I don't like to speak in finalities, but most guys definitely are in the gym with that in mind. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, Next one is to not half-ass anything. This goes with your nutrition, your workouts, your relationships. When you decide to go all in on something, like actually be all about it. And like I said, with my nutrition or workouts, like I worked out all the time, but there was times this year early on where I was just going through the motions. I was so like engulfed in work or in other things that I was just ready to get in and out. I wasn't intentional about being all there or like going hard with my workouts and same with my nutrition. I would half-ass like eating in a calorie deficit during the week and then on the weekends we wouldn't track. We would, you know, go out and drink or go to restaurants. But when I finally like tracked seven days a week and I was intentional at the gym, that's when I finally saw results and I knew that all along, but like actually going all in on these things brings so many benefits. I think that as that applies to me and my personality type, I definitely go all in on just about everything. Um, so that's actually, it can be a positive and a negative thing for me. So I don't feel like I half-ass a whole lot, but I definitely have to choose what I fuel that into because it can be a positive thing. It can be a negative thing. That's yes. why I can be so crazy about waking up at a certain time every day for a long period of time you know, without even blinking because I can just get into that routine and that just going all in mentality and it can be a positive and a negative thing but I try to use it positively yeah you can do you can succeed in that and that was actually number 28 but I put a bonus one just kind of goofy because as I was journaling these and just like free writing our Roomba was going around the apartment and so (laughs) if you have a dog the last bonus lesson this is number 29 I'm only 28 but you need a Roomba immediately if not sooner (laughs) another shameless plug we do not work with Roomba but we should (laughs) (laughs) all right guys well thank you guys for tuning in you know we encourage you guys to really use this episode yourselves to inspire a list of life lessons with each year of life that you experience you know you can journal these in a notepad or on your phone or keep a collection of just life lessons in general in a journal And just try not to overthink it and just write down, you know, the things that you've learned, the things that you've come to realize over that, you know, year or past several years, if it's your first time doing it, you know, they'll definitely come as you reflect on fun experiences, hardships, everything that you've really worked through um, that's made you the person you are now. So with that said, to be tuning in this weekend, we're going to be doing a New Year's Eve episode on um, really why most New Year's resolutions fail. Um, That's going to be the premise of most of the podcast, along with some other things so that you guys can actually really lock in and achieve your goals in 2022. So we'll be seeing you guys for that episode. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review, and check out the show notes for any any information on the things that we talked about. All right. Peace out, guys.